um, <clears throat> off of um, John 14, 6 as well. And it, <clears throat> that scripture simply says this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by him, right? Because he says except by me. So Jesus is what? Jesus is what? Jesus is what? All right. So on Sunday, um, the message was love, love God's way. And so it was an instructional message. I'm going to um, stay in line with that tonight as I use for a topic, um, the way of Christ, the way of Christ, the, the way, the way of Christ. He says he is the way. Um, on Sunday, <clears throat> we were talking about the way, but before we get into it, I want to give you our theme scripture because that's all on love. We're going to talk about it, right? And if Jesus is the way and God is love, so the way is love, but we need to understand love. So the only way to understand love is first understand the way. All right. You ever been lost before? You needed to find your way. Mm -hmm. So the way is important. Uh -huh. So we've seen God's action. We've been excited about his action and we talk about his miracles. But if you don't understand the purpose behind the miracle, then you'll just shout about the miracle and then you'll fall after you forget about what he did. And that's what happened to the children of Israel. I mean, got locked up in Egypt. It was 70 of them. It came out. It was a million of them. And they seen the miracle work in power. But Moses had been to the mountaintop. God showed Moses his way. But he showed the children the miracle. I want to talk to the children that want to see the way tonight. All right. Let's, let's put the script, read the scripture together. Go ahead. And. Yes, that's good. We have known and we believe. So it's one thing to know. It's another thing to believe what you know. Amen. 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 Say, I know God. I know God. Now, to know in the Bible, whenever it's used as to know, means to enter in. Adam knew Eve. He went to Eve. Right. And so to know God, that means you're going to have to go into him and abide, stay there and live. Amen. Amen? And believe it. Once you get there, believe you're there. If you believe it's your home, you'll stay home. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. That's good all by itself. Huh? All right. <clears throat> Turn to Isaiah chapter number 55, verse number 3. I use this same scripture on Sunday morning. We'll use it as a springboard and 
let the Lord continue to talk to us. I, I, I want you to know, sometimes the Lord gives me so much, but I can't give it all to you in one setting. But because he is the way, the truth, and the life, I told you this time he downloaded three messages. Mm -hmm. He said the first one, you're going to teach him to love God's way. And then he says, <clears throat> going to understand the truth about love. Okay, that's, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm going to talk about the truth about love. All right, the truth about love. So we got the way, the truth. And then we're going to close it out, living the life of love. Ooh, this is good. It's brewing, too. I'm telling you, I'm about to come out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to read it to you, and then we're just going to talk for a few minutes. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live. I'm going to stop right there. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Isaiah says, incline your ear and come to me, says the Lord here and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Because you have Jesus in you, people are drawn to you. See, see, Isaiah writes it here, but God did it so Isaiah can write what he did. Amen. Surely, no, no, and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and, get this, he will have mercy on him and to our God. Now that's something right there. For he will abundantly pardon. So when you return to the Lord, you don't have to be worried about getting stoned, talked about, ostracized, rejected, putting your sin on blast, all that stuff. You return to the people return to the Lord. It ought to be just a party that they return. Right. Because God has abundantly pardoned them. Then he says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So then he says, 
I'm holy. Holy means to be set apart. So he says, I am so set apart from you. That my ways and your ways don't line up. And my thoughts and your thoughts are so far distant. Because I'm separated. I'm a holy God. Is that good? Then he says this. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. He says, and so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return void, but shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The word is being sent to you tonight. And it's going to prosper. And it's not up to you. Because his ways are not your ways. And he don't need your thoughts in what he's doing. He says just. As I send rain down to the earth and the moisture that's in the rain causes the ground to be wet. In other words, he sends the rain. What's inside of the rain is moisture, which causes the ground to be wet. He says, my word has all the moisture that causes my anointing to flow. Amen. Oh, he says, my word will wet you when it hits you and it's going to flow you. Amen. I want us to look at God's way compared to our way because he draws a distinction so that we would know that his way is the only way. In this particular text, when he says that he, he, his ways are not our ways and he shows that he's a holy God, he's different than us, he's way far away, he is separated because holy means to be separate, to be set apart. So God is so far removed from human because he's set apart to be holy. He functions different than the human man. And so then he has to enter human man so that he could get his function out of human man. And therefore, he he sends his son to accomplish all of this. And in this particular text... It shows that there there is an issue that in order for us to understand his ways and his thoughts, we must first realize who he is. And so I told you, David, David said to God, he said, show me your ways. And so God showed him his ways. 
Moses said to God, show me your ways. So God showed me, showed him his ways. And so we, I want you to see that God loved us so much that we didn't have to ask him. He showed us. Romans chapter five, <clears throat> verse number six. When we get there, somebody read it. But when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So he said, when we were without strength, when we weren't able, Christ died for who? For the ungodly. He died for the sinners. He died for the ones who was doing everything against the will of God. He died for them before we, they even asked him to die for them. He just went ahead and died for them. Why? Because that's just his way. His way is a way of action. And God does not wait on you to take action. And it sort of bothers me when I hear people say, God's waiting on you. No, God's not waiting on you. Because God will do what he wants to do when he gets ready to do it. But it just helps out if you would just follow the rules. (laughs) According to his system, he will move a little quicker in your life. Verse number seven. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. And so then he says. You know, um, for a righteous man, you know, will one die, yet perhaps a good man? In other words, you know, somebody might die for somebody good. I'll I'll die for my mother. Take my life instead. That's what he said. I'll die for someone that's worth the cause. But while we were worthless. His way is different than our way. While we were worthless, he died for us. And we wouldn't even die for somebody that is worth it to us. He says scarcely. But God is so different. That he makes a move when you don't even ask for the move. He makes a move based on the need that you have. He said he will meet all of your need. He knew that you needed a savior. Therefore, he gave you salvation. He said that he would cause men to run. See, when he when he gave you salvation, it wasn't just for you. He caused salvation to continue by birthing his son in you because that is his way. He has chosen a method 
and he chose you to be a part of it. Yeah, that ought to have got two or three of you happy. <clears throat> That's why your family members cannot get left out. Because he will. He, listen, and he don't need to show you what he's doing. His word says he will do it. And you can look at somebody living just as ungodly and say, well, maybe that one's not going to make it in breaking noon. God's word said he's going to make it in. And so maybe on their deathbed, they'll have a meeting with Jesus. But God's word says they'll make it in. That's just his way. Verse number eight. But God, we will only do some stuff, but God, sometimes we don't feel like it, but God, sometimes we don't have enough strength, but God, go ahead here. His what? His own love. His own own way. He says, I'm going to show you my love. I don't have to tell you nothing. I'm going to speak volumes through a demonstration. Wow. Can you start that one more time? I'm getting happy. God demonstrates his own love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, we were still sinners. While we were, wait, 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 wait. Isn't that something that he demonstrates? He shows us a way. When? While we was lying, cheating, slipping. Whoo! All of us. Slicker than a can of oil. Doing everything we could to please ourselves in wicked ways. While we were nothing, filthy, sinners, he was making a move. And he didn't wait. How many of you, how many of you, God waited for you to get your life all the way together and then gave you Jesus? You got to read this one more time so we can see the way. But God demonstrates his own love toward us mm-hmm. that while we were still sinners, still sinners Christ died for us. Died for us. He gave his life to gain your life. So what does that mean? That means that you were sentenced to eternal death. Now you have no death. Because Christ died 
for you. See, you don't have to be afraid to die because you don't die. You multiply. And so he says, while we were sinners, he, he died to produce life eternally for you. No one else loves you that much. Amen. No one else loves you that much. So he shows us his way. So that when we see sinners, we can let our way die so that they can receive salvation. You know, with our opinionated self, our thought process, well, his way are not our way and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And when he comes into us, our way should change. So that it is no longer our thoughts, but his thoughts. What does Christ think about the drug addict? What does Christ think about the murderer? What does Christ think about the sinner? Last time I checked, Moses was a murderer. And God used him to bring all the people out of Egypt. As a matter of fact, I love Moses' story because nobody got to see God like Moses did. As a matter of fact, they said that when Moses spent time on the mountain, just spending time in the presence of the burning bush, that when he came down the mountain, the people looked up toward the mountain and got scared because the glory of the Lord was upon Moses. That they began to worship right then and there. What am I saying? When you spend time with God, the glory of the Lord will be upon you. And people will see the glory of the Lord before they see you. Christ died for us. Verse number nine. We shall be saved. I want to talk to the saved people. Can I just get away from the saved people? (laughs) How many of you know God saved you? Mm -hmm. And guess what? God, when God does something, see, see, God is all sufficient. When God created light, he said, let there be light. And light was established. And so no matter what, the sun has to raise up every day because God said so. And I thought about it for a minute. I said, God, you something else because you named it the S-U-N and you named your son the S-O-N and your son had to get up because you said so. 
And no matter what, we keep getting up over and over again. Why? Because of the Christ that's in us. Some good stuff. So he demonstrates his love. And we have been justified and we're saved. That means we are saved every day. You have saving grace every single day. Day. That's why when you got saved, you still sinned. I'm not telling your secrets. I'm telling you the truth. We all did. And even though we sinned, saving grace kept saving us over and over because we're saved. And so we cannot outsend the saving grace of God. That would make him limited, but he's limitless. So when we mess up, saving grace cleans us up and gives us a new start. And the saving grace of God is so good that it will make you stop doing what you're doing. You don't have to worry about people telling you to stop doing it. People ought to just worship God because the saving grace of God knows how to do that all by itself. Okay, think that we're going to talk about people's sin to get them to stop. You run them away from God. Keep telling them about his saving grace. That's what we really need to do is just be his way and let everybody know that he saved you. And that they have a chance to. It don't matter how great their sin is. Grace is bigger. And see, we have to point people out of God who has a way. See, God has a way. A way out of no way. You may not be able to explain the way because his way must be revealed. You could never explain God. Quit trying to talk people into God. Show them. Just show them. You know, just love them anyway. Huh? You want to show people God? When somebody mistreats you, love them. When somebody acting all crazy, love them. When you start loving them, they say, who is this? How do they function that way? Now you have an opportunity. It's, a, it's not me. It's the love of God in me. It's the Christ that dwells in me. First Peter, since we're talking about revealing, First Peter, um, chapter one, verse twelve. We're gonna rush through it so we can go home. We got a couple of scriptures, and we're going home. First Peter. Verse 12. First Peter 1, verse 12. Okay. First, wait, wait, wait. First Peter 1. Yeah, verse 10. Verse 10. Of this salvation, we're talking about salvation. The prophets have inquired and searched carefully. Mm-hmm. Who prophesied of the grace that would come. Uh-huh. 
So, so he's saying, he's saying that um, the, the, the prophets before were talking about all of this that Jesus was going to do. He was going to come and show us his way. He said, this is what the prophets were talking about. And they were talking about this through the spirit of the living God. Because God gives prophets their mouthpiece and tell them what to say. And so they were prophesying the coming of Christ and that we were going to see this, this um, paradigm shift. Because when Jesus came, it changed everything forever. Because we understood a way like never before. The issue becomes we sometimes don't want to remember his way. We want to have selective amnesia based on what the world is doing us. But the world does not change the word. The word changes the world. And that's just the way it is. If you would use the word, you could change the world situation. That's good right there. Okay, go ahead. Finish. To them, it was revealed. To them what? It was revealed. Okay. That not to them, but not to themselves. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So he said now, he said, so all of this has been revealed to you through the Holy Spirit preaching through the man. You got revelation. You didn't get explanation. You got revelation. Revelations opens you up to see what God hides from others. And God hid himself from you to an appointed in due time. God hid himself from you. Because in order to know him, you got to get revelation. He has to reveal himself. How many of you saw God when you was three and four and was being obedient unto him? How about, okay, now this is the real one. How about when you turn 21? Everybody turn 21, want to do what the world do. I don't know what it is about 21-year-olds. But they want to do what the world is doing. And that's cool. Because when God reveals himself to them, they'll stop doing what the world is doing. Because the word changes the world. Go, Harold. Um, those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit, this from heaven, the things which angels desire to look into. Okay, he says now, now he says this salvation piece that God did is such a way, a, a, an awesome demonstration of God's love that the angels are blown away. By God's salvation plan. Because truly, if we was in charge, you just said, nope, you're going to stop doing this because I'm in charge. You better do what I say. Isn't that how we do? But God didn't do it that way. God said, I'm going to demonstrate it in such a way that they're going to want to choose me. You see how God does it? God said, you minister the same way. So that people want to choose me. 
Who's going to want to choose a God and you just fussing all the time and saying that you love the Lord? That is not the way. You can't yell the hell out of people, but you can love the hell out of them. Verse 13. Is that it? Yeah, verse 13. Keep going. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Okay, get your mind right. Be sober. Mm Mm-hmm. At when? So at the revelation of Jesus Christ, grace comes upon you so that you can rest your soul and be sober. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. How many of you know that he has been revealed to you? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. You can rest in the grace and rest your mind and be sober in your mind. You can do all of that now. So the world's condition do not determine how your mind functions. Your mind functions by the power of the spirit of God. If you believe, somebody shout, I believe. I believe. It's not what you know, it's what you believe. Many people know the word. If you don't believe it, you won't act on it. But if you believe it, your behavior will dictate based on what you believe. Shout, I believe. I believe. Okay. Verse 14. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he who calls you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Okay. So it says, for he who called you is holy. Now comes the commandment. Be holy. Now, here, here, here's what, what I like about God. If God says it, shall be it. <laughs> so all we can do is just wait. Now, what, what I learned about waiting is you, you have several ways you could wait. Some wait and think about what they don't have. Some wait and think about what's coming. You ever put a cake in the oven? And you smell it? And you already anticipate how good it's going to be? Listen, while you're waiting... Know how good it's going to be. And so while you wait, set yourself apart. Think like God thinks. Take on the ways of Christ. And know that it's all going to work out for your good. There's no other way. Okay, while we're waiting, last, last, last scripture and we're going home. Colossians 3.12. While we're waiting, what do we do? While we're waiting, what do we do? While we're waiting. While we're waiting. Verse 
While we're waiting, what do we do? While we're waiting, what do we do? We go down to Concord Mall, get us a new fit, and put that new fit on, and put on some new shoes, and be clean, and then we let everybody see how sharp we are. Mm -hmm. That don't work. That don't work. But there is a new man. And the way of God is basically taking on the character of God. He said, be holy. Set yourself apart. That does not mean you have to say, I cannot associate with sinners. What it means is that the sinner should recognize that you're a child of God. And that you don't mix yourself with the sinner's ways. You set yourself apart to take on the ways of Christ. So he says this in verse 12. Is that Colossians? 3.12. But that's a good one. Let's say, get your mind right. Set your mind. No, we'll get to that later. <laughs> this is what we do. Therefore, as the elect of God. Now, wait a minute. When it says the elect of God, that means the ones who were chosen and called by God. Am I talking to the right one? Yes. Did Christ die for you? Yes. Did, do you believe in him? Yes. Did you receive eternal life because of it? Does Christ now dwell in you? That means you are the elect of God. He elected you. He chose you as the elect of God, holy. See? Told you you're going to be holy. And beloved. He loves you so much that he's changing you. You're not changing. You change clothes, but he's changing you. Because if you change you, you have the power to go back to be who you used to be. I got breaking. You can't go back if you want to. You can go back to the same club and you won't like it. And they won't like you. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, check this out, you got to put on something. First thing you need to put on is tender mercy. Why? Because God's tender mercy is what kept you. He could have killed you for all the stuff you did. But his tender mercies was following you everywhere you went. If you made your bed in hell, he was there. Yes. Wherever you went, his tender mercy. He said, now, clothe yourself with it. The same mercies that I gave you. Clothe yourself so you can give that same tender mercy. We're talking about the ways of Christ. His tender mercies. We ought to have the same tender mercies. 
for one another. What else? After you get the mercies on, then put on kindness. You know, it, it's something to say you're a Christian and walk around with an attitude. Meaner than a junkyard dog. And, and just a, oh, just a Christian. I, I'm just, oh, I, I love the Lord. And cussing folks out. Based on something that happens in the world. How can you change what happened in the world? With what? The word. So put on kindness. Then what? What does humility look like? It says Jesus humbled himself to the point of death. Now check this out. Jesus could have killed all of them. And truth be told, I'm going to just tell you the truth. Without God, if somebody was trying to whoop me, I'd be trying to kill him. Right? Because that's the ways of man. But with God, we could take on the ways of Christ. And Christ, no matter what was going on, he had humility and said, this isn't about me. This is about the work that's coming through me. God is working through you. Let him work. How do you let him work? Humble yourself. Don't put yourself in it. Oh, they're doing this to me and this happened to me. Well, it's not about you. As long as you're talking about you, humility is not on you. But Christ humbled himself so that the working of God can go forward. The moment you say, Lord, this is killing me, but have your way and strengthen me while you do it. That's humility. And you'll you'll get stressed when when you didn't even know where it came from. You won't even be able to explain it. How did I make it through that? And then by the time you come out of it, everything then changed. And God's being glorified. And the one that was attacking you is now serving you. See, if you just let him work. Humility, meekness, what else? Uh, What else you got to put on? Meekness. What else? That's patience, right? Short suffering. You didn't say that. How come when we're going through stuff, we want short suffering? Put a time limit on God. God, if you don't do nothing by four o'clock, I'm getting in this. Well, you're going to wish you wouldn't have. (laughs) All right, next verse. Mm-hmm. And forgiving one another. Mm-hmm. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Mm-hmm. Keep going. But above what? All things. Uh huh. Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Above all things, we got to put on love. We got to put on the way. 
And when you put on the love of God, you win in every area of your life. Okay? Forgiveness is key, but you have to know that you are elected to go through the suffering that God is allowing to hit your life. He's trusting you with un the things that are different, things that are uncertain. He, he will trust you with an uncertain thing that happens in your life because he knows that you'll trust him with it because now you've taken on his way. He will make an opportunity for you to forgive his way. He will make an opportunity for you to wait his way. And some of us have been waiting. Some of us have been sitting, but you didn't know that this was part of the way. Some of you have guilt, and you got to let it go. Amen. It was part of the way. He trusted you. He allowed you to mess up because he knew that you would get up and that you would give him glory and not hold it against yourself. There's nothing for the elect of God to do except for put on the ways of God and let him have his way with you. Give him a hand of praise.